I'm Aiden Shanks, and I'm here on the PS2 podcast today to talk about engineering. Now, here I'm joined by Gabriel and Gudrun, two members of CHS's FTC group. Hi, Gudrun and Gabe. How are you all today? I'm doing pretty well. Doing well. That's good to hear. Now, could you all tell me a little bit about what FTC is and what you all do there? Yeah, absolutely. So we're the CHS Robotics team. FTC stands for First Tech Challenge, which is the group that we operate with. And we take people of all ages and all experience levels, and we make a robot throughout the year, and we compete with it. And everyone is welcome to join, and we all contribute to building that robot. Yeah, and we have, we kind of separate it into build and code. So um, if you are new to engineering or whatever aspect of engineering you're interested in, there's kind of a place for that on FTC. So we code the robot ourselves, we build it, we, uh, we do it all in CAD. Um, we also do a lot of outreach events to local schools and other events. So there's really something for everyone. That sounds wonderful. How have you all done in the past when trying to perform in this contest? Yeah, we've had we've had very level very levels of success over the years. Uh, we've had ups and downs with recruitment, which changes a lot of things. We had a big downswing around the COVID pandemic. We had lower recruitment levels, lower energy levels. People couldn't commit as much time. So around then, we started to have a dip in performance, but we're starting to kick up again now. We've we've really regained our footing in the area, and we're we're hoping to do much better this year. Yeah, and this season especially has been really exciting because we have um, a lot of new members, so there's a lot of new energy in the lab. Um, and yeah, it's been a really exciting season, and I think that the qualifiers are going to go well. What does a typical robot look like for the FTC group? I don't know that there really is a typical robot. So we build a new competition robot every season, so that's every year. Um, and we are part of the first tech challenge competition. So every season they release the game, which is basically um, how are robots going to be competing with other robots. So it has to do completely new things every year. Um, for example, this year, uh, one of the functionalities that we're trying to add is launching a paper airplane because that's one of the ways that you can score points. But it really varies from year to year and there have been water games in the past, um, games where you're launching something, which is a little bit like this year, games where you're picking stuff up and putting it in different places. So the robots really vary and that's one of the exciting things about FTC is that you kind of get a chance to do a lot of different things. Just generally speaking, what do the requirements for this year's competition look like? Yeah, so as always, the robot is going to be fitting within an 18-inch 18, 18 cube, essentially. So it can't be too big, but that's also not very small either. Um, it can have, we have a lot of play with what we can do. Generally, we have a chassis with four wheels and then a lot of other stuff on top of it that can look like a lot of different things. This year, we're going with uh, what's uh, called a linear slide, which is a slide that goes up and down, and then we also have something that Gudrun's working on now, which is an arm that flips over itself, which I'm sure she could tell you more about later. Um, but yeah, like she was saying, it, it, it changes a lot each year, but this year, we're definitely going for a smaller design because we have to fit under some, some trusses. So we have to be small, we have to be maneuverable, but we also have to be able to do a lot of things. And this year, the competition is the most competitive and the most complicated that we've ever done. So it's very exciting. 
So I know that robots can also be built in many different ways. So do you all typically use kits to build your robot, or do you try and design it and build it from scratch? Yeah, it, it, it varies from year to year. We have generally parts that are from kits. For example, our chassis is from a company called GoBuilda that works a lot with FTC teams to make some pretty exciting things. But beyond that, and maybe a couple other components, almost all of it is, is built by, from scratch. And that includes 3D printed parts, that includes laser cut from acrylic, that includes metal cut from aluminum, thick aluminum. So we really go all over the place with, with what we use. And so yeah, we'll use kits, but we we'll also make a lot of our own stuff. Is there a weight limit for the robots? Do you have to fit in a, you said you have to fit in a specific size. Do you have to fit in weight too or no? Actually, no. Uh, in the past, there have been, but this year, there's no weight limit, so you can really go sky's the limit with what you can do. It can also expand from that 18-inch sizing cube after the game starts. So what we have this year, this linear slide that I was talking about, goes all the way up, oh, very, very tall, way outside of that 18 inches after the match starts. So as long as it's in that 18 inches when you start, then you're good to go. What's in a, like a historical contest? What was your robot last year, and what did it do? Yeah, so our robot last year was a little bit uh, it was a little bit of a simpler functionality than this year. This year's game is a lot, and that's why it's kind of really exciting because we can work on a lot of different components. Um, and that's one of the things about FTC too is that kind of the strategy changes from year to year. So this year we're working on a lot of different functions. We have our paper airplane launcher. We have our linear side. We have our a uh, virtual four-bar arm. Last year, it was a little bit of a um, simpler design, but that meant that you could kind of focus a little bit more on strategy and also more on getting it really precise. So it was basically picking up cones with a claw and you would deposit them on junctions, which were just these kind of poles of varying heights. Um, but it was kind of different for us too because it was a real strategy game. And I know you've already talked a little bit about what your robot exactly does this year, but what exactly is the goal this year that you have to achieve with the robot? Yeah, so as, as we said, there's a lot of different things. Probably the biggest one is placing what are these hexagonal, what they're called pixels. They're really just hexagonal, one-inch thick little pieces. And we have to pick those up and place them onto this backboard. And in this backdrop, has tape lines that you have to build above. So essentially what you're doing is creating a mosaic out of all these what are called pixels, and you can arrange them in different patterns to score more points, and the higher you stack them, the more points you get. So really that's the main, that's the crux of this game, but there's a lot of other elements, like we said, the, the paper airplane launching. There's also an element where you have to hang your robot by a piece of its robot and suspend it off the ground on this truss, which is, a real logistical issue because that's a lot of power you need to lift these pretty heavy robots up off the ground. So that's another major part of this game that we have to keep in consideration. And you were just talking about the power requirements and how those are kind of difficult to fit in. What are some of the bigger challenges you end up facing every year building robots? A lot of it is just getting everything together. You know, it's pretty easy to build all these separate pieces. The hard part is integrating them. So we'll have 20 different teams working on 20 different things, but trying to get those all together onto one small robot is a lot harder than it sounds. And generally, that's, that's the stage that we're in at this part of the year. We've got a competition coming up on December 9th, and 
to get ready for that competition, we're having to integrate all these things that we've made over the past three months. And that's been, that's been pretty tricky so far. So I would say for this season, that's been the hardest thing, but there's more challenges to come. Do you all typically like have someone in charge of integrating all the parts, or do you just stick all 20 groups in a compartment together and then just have them try and troubleshoot their own components together? It can be a little bit of a disorganized process. We essentially split people up into build and code, but that is a little bit fluid and we have people that kind of switch between them. And then within those divisions, we also have people assigned to particular subsystems, right? So I'm working on part of the arms. We have other groups that are working on the claw or the paper airplane launcher. And so when we kind of get to the stage that we're at right now, um, where we're kind of integrating everything and I'm like, I'm almost finished with this, but I just need you to finish with that. And they're like, uh, well, I'm uh, a little, I'm pretty close with this, but I just need them to finish that. Um, it can be a little bit disorganized, but we kind of work within the subsystems until we get to the whole robot. So it's like, maybe I'm working on the arm, so I'm coordinating with the people working on the claw and the linear slide. Um, maybe you're working on the base plate, so you're coordinating with the people working on intake, and then we kind of just build up to the larger robot from there. So do you all kind of like function on a committee is trying to figure out all the logistics, or do you have one logistics manager who tries and sorts out all the group? I mean, it's it depends on what it's logistics for. So we have um, our outreach events, which are for the most part handled by Lisa, our outreach coordinator. Um, we also have logistics for competitions themselves are mostly the team leaders and also the engineering teachers. Thanks, Mr. Miller. Um, but yeah, it's, it's logistically kind of tough because you have to get everyone registered and you have to figure out how we're getting everyone transported to the competition and what competitions we're signed up for and everyone has parental permission to go. So yeah, it's a lot. You just mentioned something a little bit ago about there being a competition on the 9th. Is there any way for the students at the school to go see this competition or just watch it online? Yeah, so actually, actually both. So first of all, for this competition, it's going to be in Mechanicsville, which is a bit of a, a bit of a trek. So uh, it would be a little bit tricky for students to get there, but it is actually streamed on the uh, first Chesapeake YouTube channel, and that entire event will be live streamed, and you can watch us there under team names 7080 and 20342. And if you want to follow our progress, you can follow our Instagram, which is chsftc. We'll probably cut up the best moments from our matches, and you can watch those later. And just to get an idea of the kind of students behind FTC and who might be working on it. Why are you two so interested in robotics and engineering? And why do you, what do you want to continue in doing after or you graduate from CHS? That's a really great question. Um, I was never actually interested in engineering before I came to high school. I came to Bacon, the overall engineering club, because I know I, I thought it might be a fun thing to do on a Thursday afternoon. I had no expectations going into it, and I decided to check out robotics because it's something my brother did a long time ago, but I didn't really know anything about it. So I came in, and the, the vibe was really nice. Everyone was really friendly, and I started learning more and more about, about robotics and about the competition. And as we went through the year, I just kind of fell in love with it. And by sophomore year, I had become a leader of one of the teams, and I am again this year, along with Gudrun. And I think it's just the community is probably my favorite part of it. 
we're basically like a family. I know it's a little bit corny to say that, but it, it's really true. We, we're all working together. We're here on Saturdays. We're here after school. Most days, I'm, I'm here during lunches and during BKTs. It, we spend a lot of time together, and you really get to know the people. Yeah, and for me, I also kind of came into FTC with not a lot of experience or interest in engineering. I wasn't in any of the engineering classes, and I wasn't really considering a future in STEM. Um, and I had heard about Bacon since middle school, and so I went to the meeting, and I knew that I wanted to be in the club, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I heard about <laughs> robotics, and I kind of checked out the meeting. And um, yeah, kind of because of the community, uh, I became really interested in it. And that's kind of one of the beautiful things about FTC is that you don't need any experience. You can come and you can learn to build a robot and it can have a really big impact. Like for me, I'm definitely considering going into STEM after high school and that's something I would have never considered without FTC. So you just mentioned like the community and all that aspect and do you all spend a lot of time after school trying to work on this project or fixing any bugs? Yeah, absolutely, especially closer to the competitions. And I, I should have mentioned this earlier. We've got another competition in January, which is actually at Albemarle High School. So people at CHS can absolutely come out to that one. I should have mentioned that earlier. But anyway, as we get closer to the competitions, we have a lot of meetings. Um, we'll have usually some Tuesday meetings, some Wednesday meetings on the weekends, all sorts of meetings. Um, we also, uh, a couple weeks back, we had what's called Robot in uh, 48 Hours, where we spent two entire days at the school uh, on a Saturday and a Sunday. We didn't, we didn't unfortunately spend the night, but we were here the entire day, Saturday and Sunday. 12 hours each day. So kind of like a game jam, except do you have a lot more people than one might for something like a game jam where you design a game in 48 hours? Thank you for explaining what that was. Um, yeah, we, we did have a pretty good turnout. It was 24 hours, so we don't expect people to spend uh, 9 to 9, 8 to 8, 10 to 10, both days on their weekend with us. We had a few people who were able to kind of tough it out for the whole time, but we also had people dropping in and out. And it was a lot. It was a lot of time in the lab, but it was also a lot of fun, and it was kind of a great robot building event and also a great community building event. You said nine to nine, 10 to 10. Do you work on different times on the Tuesdays or do you just try and fit in like two sets of groups so you get more working time on the project? Well, this year was our first robot in 24 hours, at least in recent memory. Um, and so we kind of molded the schedule for that around when teachers could make it to supervise us. Um, so I think it was like, nine to nine one day and 10 to 10 another day. Um, but yeah, I think that it's definitely something we'll consider doing again. Um, for our regular Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday meetings, it also just kind of depends on when a teacher can make it into the lab extra. Um, so we meet every Thursday um, after school from four to five or 5.30. And then we'll also have kind of informal Tuesday and Wednesday meetings because there's usually someone in the lab after that. Um, and then Saturday meetings are a bit more erratic. That sounds like a wonderful thing for anyone who wants to join. And I greatly appreciate you all coming and talking with me about this. Do you all have anything you want to say that I haven't talked about yet or? 
Yeah, um, we're, we're gonna continue to have meetings every single Thursday in the Sigma Lab. So we really encourage anyone to come check it out. As we've stressed, really anyone can come join. And it's, it's trickier when we're at this point in the season, but we still have a lot of spaces to fill on, on both teams that we could really use some people for. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.